Greetings from Christendom College here in the beautiful Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. Welcome to Principles for Your Week. You know, oftentimes in our secularized world today, we can lose sight of the things that are really most important in life. For example, the reality of our supernatural life, the very life of grace within our souls, the reality of our final goal and destination, which is heaven. Our principal enemies in the spiritual life, the world, the flesh, and the devil, it seems as if they're always conspiring in some way to have us live only for this beautiful, the transient world. You know, one of the great saints of the month of June, who is the patron saint of Catholic youth, is Saint Aloysius Gonzaga. He was born into a noble family on March 9th in 1568. But he seems like he was one of those chosen souls who from a very early age was touched in a special way by God. At the age of seven, seven, he experienced a profound conversion and began to devote himself to a life of prayer and a life of penance at the age of seven. By the age of 11, we find him out actually teaching catechism to poor children in his local neighborhood going over the catechism questions with them all. And even as a young boy, he embraced a rather incredibly heroic life of asceticism. Along with his parents, he eventually journeyed to Spain and became a page at the court of the great Felipe II, Philip II. He continued to live a very devout life, even at the Spanish court. And upon his return to Italy, he overcame the reluctance and opposition of his father, who wanted to pursue another career. And he pursued a religious vocation with the Jesuits, wanting to enter into the Society of Jesus. He entered the Jesuit seminary in 1585 and was a model religious. And instead of just sort of following his own bent, he followed the rule of the society meticulously in that house of formation. And he was under the brilliant spiritual direction of another great spiritual giant by the name of St. Robert Bellarmine. During the reign of Pope Pius V, he made his religious profession in the Society of Jesus. But then in 1591, an epidemic broke out in the city of Rome, and the Jesuits constructed a hospital there to help those who were sick and were suffering. And he courageously decided that he wanted to go and serve the sick and the dying in that hospital ministry. And in this heroic work, he himself contracted the disease. He had a premonition of his own death three months before it occurred. But he inspired many others during his life and during his work in the hospital. And he's considered also, because of that, a patron saint for seminarians as well. His faith was so strong. His faith was so incredibly deep. His fellow seminarians used to say of him, Aloysius speaks of going to heaven the way we speak of going to Frascati. Frascati is just a small little hill town outside of Rome. But in the divine office of readings, there is a beautiful reading for his feast where he wrote one of his final letters to the mother that he loved so dearly just before his death. And I would like to share that letter with you today. And I quote from that letter. May the comfort and grace of the Holy Spirit be yours forever, most honored lady. Your letter found me lingering still in this region of death. But now I must rouse myself 
to make my way on to heaven at last and to praise God forever in the land of the living. Indeed, I had hoped that before this time my journey would have been over. If charity, as St. Paul says, means to weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who are glad, then, dearest mother, you shall rejoice exceedingly that God in his grace and his love for you is showing me the path to true happiness and assuring me that I shall never lose him. The divine goodness, most honored lady, is a fathomless and shoreless ocean. And I confess that when I plunge my mind into the thought of this, it is carried away by the immensity and feels quite lost and bewildered there. In return for my short and feeble labors, God is calling me to eternal rest. His voice from heaven invites me to the infinite bliss I have sought so languidly and promise me this reward for the tears I have so seldom shed. And our parting will not be for long. We shall see each other again in heaven. We shall be united with our Savior. There we shall praise him with heart and soul and sing of his mercies forever and enjoy eternal happiness. When he takes away what he once lent us, his purpose is to store our treasure elsewhere more safely and bestow on us those very blessings that we ourselves would most choose to have. What a beautiful and inspired letter. He concludes with the following sentiments. I write all this with one desire, that you and all of my family may consider my departure a joy and favor, and that you especially may speed with a mother's blessing my passage across the waters till I reach the shore to which all hopes belong. I write the more willingly because I have no clear way of expressing the love and respect I owe you as your son." End quote. What a powerful witness to the life of faith. What of a powerful witness we have in him in the reality of heaven, our heavenly homeland. He ended up dying on June 21st, his feast day, in the year 1591, during the octave of Corpus Christi at the young age of just 23 years. He was canonized by Pope Benedict XIII in 1726. May he inspire young people everywhere and all of us to live joyfully, always seeking as our goal the eternal life of heaven with our Lord. St. Aloysius Gonzaga, pray for us. Thank you for being with us today, and may God bless you.